0: The key thing, though, is it's got to be measurable and meaningful and something that is truly going to be an indication that is important in terms of driving value or reducing risk for the organization.
1: If you want to drastically improve your business, learn proven growth strategies, and generate sustained results for your organization... You've come to the right place. Welcome to the Innovation Junkies podcast. Is your growth plan missing the mark? Take advantage of our strategic growth diagnostic from Innovation Junkie. Growth DX helps you benchmark your company and leadership team with a set of best practices across six critical pillars of every successful growth plan. Visit InnovationJunkie.com slash GrowthDX to learn more. Now, on to the episode. Hey guys, Jeff Standards here and welcome to another bonus episode of the Innovation Junkies podcast. How we doing, Amaran?
0: Oh, uh, we're doing great, Jeff. Glad to be back on. And these, these bonus episodes are like gold nuggets, right? You just can't get enough of them.
1: That's right. The what are we talking about today, partner?
0: I think we'll talk a little bit about balanced scorecard and kind of how that fits into the whole uh, strategic planning perspective. What do you think?
1: I think that's great. So, so we work with our clients to do strategic growth planning, and there are, there are a few things that, that we find uh, are critical to actually building out a strategic growth plan. Three things we believe in uh, at the very top of a strategic growth plan is mission, vision, values. Uh, who are you? What do you do? Uh, your purpose for existence, that's your mission, where are you going uh, and over what period of time, and how are you going to behave and treat one another on the way called your core values. Then we talk about your long-term targets, uh, the things that have to happen and or occur or be accomplished over the same period of time as your vision uh, in order to make that vision become a reality, and then your short-term goals. What do you need to do in the next 12 months? But We also talk about that which gets measured gets done and so this balanced scorecard kind of fits in the area of what we call key performance indicators. So, so Jeff, give our listeners kind of your perspective on how to go about crafting those key performance indicators.
0: Yeah, key performance indicators. So, so the whole idea is if you have short-term goals or your long-term objectives, you want to have a way of measuring progress against those objectives. And that's where having a good set of key performance indicators is really important. So the balanced scorecard methodology actually came out of a, a book called The Bounce Scorecard. It came from the 1980s, written by Kaplan and Norton. You can still find it. It's a classic. And they've also got a pretty decent site called uh, scorecard.org. But in there, they talk about four key pillars. The first one is financial or financial stewardship. The second one is customer, the customer focus, customer and stakeholder focus. The third is internal processes, making sure that you've got measures around internal processes. And the fourth could be viewed as talent development or organizational capacity. And within each one of those, it's important to have measures or key performance indicators that show how you're progressing. And so it gives a good framework to make sure that you're being kind of comprehensive and holistic in your short-term objectives. And this all came about because for the longest time, particularly in publicly traded companies, they were tied to just financial measures and short-term measures. Mm-hmm. And people began to realize you need a more holistic view to make sure that you've got a healthy organization.
1: So give us some examples of maybe some key performance indicators you've seen in you know maybe not every area, but in one or two of those uh, balanced scorecard. Uh, yeah.
0: areas. A, good, a good example on, on financial targets, you might very well have both uh, a profitability target. You might have a top-line revenue growth target. You might have margins uh, targets; those are are typical sort of financial uh, KPIs, mm-hmm. key performance indicators that you have. You might also have uh, things around hurdle rate uh, or around uh, uh, capital sources. It's just something that you can measure that shows that you're making progress, and and it's important that these KPIs, even if they're a top level organization, are also rolled down to the lower levels so that you've got accountability and traceability. So so another good customer facing category for KPI would be a net promoter score and the MPS or net promoter score gives an indication as to whether or not a customer after they've had an experience with you would recommend you to another, another company, a really good indication that you're, you're having good customer experience and good customer engagement. Some, some other examples, if you look at internal process might be efficiency measures. So have we reduced the cycle time on production? Have we uh, it, have we improved the a yield of a particular manufacturing process? And then as you look at talent development, you might have uh, measures in there about whether or not you've got a performance enhancement program uh, for employees, whether or not they're able to get to professional training or education a certain number of times a year. The key thing though, is it's got to be measurable and meaningful and something that is truly going to be, an indication that is important in terms of driving value or reducing risk for the organization.
1: Yeah, strategic uh, uh, growth plan. So key performance indicators for your strategic growth plan. And, and, you know, I like the words of Jim Collins, who said, you know, figure out what fuels your economic engine, figure out the fuel of your economic engine uh, uh, for your company, and then build key performance indicators around that. And, you know, uh, what we're really talking about, and, and I tell people, you know a pnl a uh, profit and loss statement or an income statement is an absolute necessity for any organization but it may generally be 10 days to 15 days sometimes 30 days post month closing before an actual income statement gets delivered and so for that matter and for that reason only it's a it's a rearview mirror view uh, it's, uh, the, the month's already gone. There's nothing we can do about it. Maybe even two months are gone or, or at least half of the next month is gone before we can actually do something. So it's a rear view mirror. Key performance indicators are really that, that dashboard view that you're looking at on a daily, uh, weekly basis, preferably maybe up to monthly, but most of them should be on that daily, weekly, uh, basis. You know, another framework, if you will, to the balance scorecard, and I've been a proponent of the balance scorecard for a long time, but another one came out in 2000. by a guy by the name of Kevin Cope called uh, Seeing the Big Picture and talking about building business acumen. And he as well has five different categories that you'll see some overlap and some relationship to the balance scorecard. But he says cash, profit, assets, growth, and people. Cash, profit, assets, growth, and people. So uh, things that you might be looking at on a a weekly basis uh, in the cash area Uh, Or, you know, what's your cash position? Uh, How much cash do you have across all of your different accounts? Uh, uh, You know, uh, that you could things that you could turn to cash very, very quickly uh, in order to meet your obligations as an organization. Cash flow. How much cash are you generating for a given point in time? How much cash did you generate this week? How much cash did you generate the following week? How much cash did you generate for the month? And then on profit, particularly in larger organizations where cash and profit are, are, are considerably different because of non-cash expenses and accrual-based accounting and what have you, looking at uh, what are your gross margins, uh, you know, in other words, what does it cost to produce uh, your product or service, and then what are your net uh, margins or your net income. Uh, Basically looking at uh, at the end of the day, once all of the expenses have been covered, uh, what are you producing from a net profit perspective? Assets. uh, What are the assets that you have? Uh, What's the liquidity of those assets? What's the strength of those assets? And how are you leveraging those assets to produce value? uh, As Jeff said, referring to the balance scorecard to produce value for your customers. Growth. You know, there are a lot of vanity measures out there in terms of growth, like, how many locations do we have? How many customers do we have? How many uh, uh, employees do we have? Because that makes us feel good that we're growing and we've gone from two dozen to five dozen to, to, to uh, 100 cu- uh, customers or employees. But the only real measures of growth are how much are we growing the top line, which is sales or revenue, and how much are we growing the bottom line, which is net income or net profit or net margin? So uh, those are your really only two fundamental uh, uh, growth uh, measures to get beyond just the vanity measures. And then finally, people. Uh, people measures relate to customers and they relate to employees uh we just finished a fantastic podcast with stacy sherman talking about uh customer experience and so perhaps there are some measures there about customer retention uh maybe about the level of effort required to do business with our uh with our customers or that they have to do do business with us rather uh the net promoter score that that you just talked about jeff uh but then also we start thinking about uh growth, uh, or I'm sorry, people measures for, for the employee aspect of our company like uh, net promoter score uh, internally? How, how how willing would you be to refer someone to work for this company? Uh, retention rates, uh, how, how much are we uh, retaining our employees or how much is our, our turnover of employees Uh, And then, you know, to what degree are they able to get to training and to uh, achieve additional certifications and whatever. So another framework very closely related to the balance scorecard. I don't think it's critical which framework you use, but I do believe it's critical that you pick a framework, even if it's some amalgamation of these two, and you begin identifying those things that fuel your economic engine and you begin measuring those things uh, relentlessly and taking action on them consistently.
0: Yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think this is the interesting framework that that's complementary and supportive of a balanced scorecard. As we think about it in a digital sense, we talk a lot in digital ventures and e-commerce about customer acquisition costs and lifetime value. Mm-hmm. And all of those measures lead to that. A great customer experience is going to lead to a better lifetime value and a higher repurchase rate, um, efficiency on the front end in terms of how you go through the sales process, and, and how you're acquiring customers will, will impact all those other areas like the cash position and, and a variety of other financial measures. So all of these pieces, these KPIs, it's not that they're siloed and they're not related. They all tie together. And I, I think that's uh, it's really useful to think about what measures really matter to make sure your business is on track.
1: That's right, and if you're in a specific industry that we haven't talked about today, do some do some research. There's a great piece of technology out there called Google, and and you can uh, you can you know do some research on key performance indicators for a SaaS company if you're a software as a service company. Key performance indicators for an online e-commerce company if you're that. Uh, uh, use the phrase OKRs, which is an acronym sometimes used to talk about the same kind of thing. And so Google your industry, maybe uh, SAS and balance scorecard or what have you. You'll see some really unique things that people are doing to measure the vitality, the health and vitality of their business on a daily or weekly basis. Critical things you need to do to ensure that you are accomplishing the st- sustained strategic growth that you set out to, to achieve.
0: If you can't measure it, you can't manage it. And KPIs and balance scorecard are are really are really great ways to think about that.
1: That's right. Jeff Amrine said it best. If you can't measure it, you can't manage it. Uh, This has been another bonus episode of the Innovation Junkies podcast.
0: Thanks for joining. See y'all. Feedback from listeners like you helps us create outstanding content. So if you like this episode, be sure to rate us or leave a review. Also, don't forget to subscribe to get the latest growth and innovation strategies. Thanks for tuning in to the Innovation Junkies podcast.